Joining me right now, without wasting any time, is uh, the NYDS Executive Chairperson, Asanda Luata. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Helen. And welcome to Ubuntu Radio. Thank you for having me. How are you? How's your day been? Exciting. Um, mm-hmm. It's exciting, um, you know, but also... Uh, quite you know anticipating you know the outcomes mm. um, but i can confidently say that you know having have been afforded a, an opportunity to uh, make the remarks in this summit is 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 really historical one and it really also is indicative on the role that you know young people ought to play in um, decision making mm. bodies and platforms of this nature and it also is also just quite um, commendable from from uh, the president for giving us this platform and an opportunity to mm. really amplify the voice of, of young people. So how does the youth benefit from BRICS? Sure. So um, what would have start, what we would have started as the NYDA would have been a BRICS Youth Summit uh, where we converged our, um, mem- um, the, the, our colleagues from our, the BRICS member states and our Ultimately, what would have come out of our summits, the youth summit, mm-hmm. were resolutions that we would want and we have been lobbying the various heads of states to adopt at this particular summit. And one of the instrumental ones would be the establishment of a BRICS Youth uh, Council. Now, similarly to your BRICS Business uh, Council, your BRICS Women's Association, what we intend and we envision with the BRICS Youth Council is that we would have seen that there has been an absence of a proper coordination insofar as resolutions that are taken at these particular summits. So what we are calling for and uh, one of the objectives of the summit would ensure better coordination on the implementation of the resolutions that are taken from the summit. Mm. Uh, but two, we would want to amplify and have a high publicity profile of this particular summit. Um, we find that you know young people are not necessarily exposed to these gatherings yeah. and as That's a result, true. you know, you find that instrumental decisions are taken in our absence, but decisions that are pertaining to our development. So as the NYDA and in fact as, as um, you know, ourselves as well as our counterparts would have wanted to establish this so that we can have this objective amplified. But also lastly would be the need for us to then lobby the, re- the various heads of states um, for the adoption of this particular, uh, the establishment of this council so that um, where there are youth development initiatives that they don't just start and end with South Africa, for instance, or mm. a Russia, or you know our respective member countries, where youth development programs happen in, 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 in isolation and in silos. But we have better coordination and an exchange of such opportunities, so that a young person from a South Africa um, in your deep rural Mkandule who has um, a business opportunity mm. can then utilize a vehicle like this to be able to expand the the the, the enterprise. On a global platform, and I'm I'm happy you touched on that because that's actually what I wanted to ask you about. You know, enhancing youth participation within BRICS, particularly people on the ground, because not everybody is lives on social media. Not everybody is constantly watching this. You know, your BBC, your CNN, you name it. But what I want to know as well is how can BRICS address issues of inequality, equally looking at you know youth unemployment? Sure. So you know, BRICS. I think we would have seen in, in recent 
recent years, you know, the, the, the immense role that it has had um, in, in pronouncing on key and instrumental uh, resolutions. One, for instance, would have been the establishment of a, of a new development bank. Um, but what we then want is such resolutions should not just end with a, 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 um, a forum of this nature, but it should cascade down to where it should matter the most. And it should matter to a young person who is in your deep rural area, a young person who's disenfranchised, um, who is in marginal, uh, marginalized um, and the likes. So, you know, platforms of this nature serve to, to ensure that where we are given the mandate and the voice um, to act and to lobby on behalf of young people, that we ensure that those bottlenecks and those blind spots in these particular um, um, sessions and resolutions are, 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 are bridged, basically. Okay. You know, so what we've seen, and I remember um, the former ambassador, Ambassador Suklal, mm -hmm. would have spoken about and taken us through the historic evolution of uh, the resolutions of such summits. And it was only in recent years that um, there was a, a clause or a paragraph, not even a paragraph, a sentence that mm -hmm. was included youth development. Mm. Now, this is a summit, for instance, that is in its 15th year, and it was only in recent years where they felt it necessary for the inclusion of young people. So, in as much as we can say that it's an indictment on young people themselves, but, you know, platforms and of this nature serve to ensure that, you know, we're able to um, influence the policy trajectory and the resolutions that will be taken from such, uh, such summits so that we don't find ourselves in a situation where there is nothing, we are Silent on youth development. Let's talk about the NYDA as an institution. How does it address, you know, issues that uh, the youth deal with daily? So, as at the NYDA, we are a we're mandated to serve as a lobby and advocacy group um, mm -hmm. or, pl or body for young people. And really, our main is to ensure that youth development across um, various sectors takes place. So, when we're speaking about young people in business, young people who are looking to advance themselves in the spaces of your education, young people that want work and earning opportunities, um, and also young people that are conscious of the fact that they've got a responsibility to ensure that they give back to their respective communities. So really in the main, and just to give um, an, an, an aeroplane um, summary of what it is that we do, um, it would be that, to say that wherever there is a youth or youth under development, then it becomes the role of the NYDA to ensure that we are able to, to, to advocate for a, a transformation uh, that is by and large, um, 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 that will benefit young people. And of course, you are the first female to become the chair, um, executive chairperson of the NYDA. How did it feel sharing a platform with uh, the BRICS heads of state? Sure. Um, I think I would say it was a double-edged sword, and I'll tell you why. Um, you know, next year we will be commemorating 30 years of our democracy. Mm -hmm. And so if we're saying that, you know, one of our democratic gains is ensuring that um, youth or women uh, who are disadvantaged are then elevated to levels of being influential, then mm -hmm. we should not be speaking about women of first 30 years later. You know, it should be a norm where we've got, um, you know, platforms with 
key and strategic decision making um, takes place that women form part and parcel of that. Uh, but I say it's a double-edged sword because in as much as we would have been celebrating the democratic gains, um, the current or the incumbent president felt it necessary to then amplify the voice of young women particularly. We are a seven-member uh, board and we can confidently say that majority, five out of the seven, are women. You know? Beautiful. So it was the visionary and the insightful um, vision of the president to because mm. he was the one that appointed us oh, uh, who felt it necessary that a board of this nature then needed to reflect um, the demographics of, of our country and the demographics are women are the numerical majority so it can't be that then where decisions are being taken we are then the minority. It's 23 minutes after 3 Central African time on Ubuntu Radio so this is Women's Month right? What would you say to the young women out there, perhaps who aspire to be where you are today? Sure. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, I would, I think really it would be that, you know, when we say that we need to occupy spaces, I think mm -hmm. we need to be unapologetic about occupying those spaces. And as, as I guess, young women, also appreciating that, you know, you occupying a space does not necessarily mean that you have the loudest voice or you have, you know, the most, um, you're the tallest or, you know, but we are able to appreciate that leadership qualities come in different forms and contents. Now, in the past, um, leadership or what constituted as a leader, those tools of analysis were very masculine. You know, you needed to be loud and, mm. you know, now we're breaking down those barriers. So I think my message would really be that, you know, we shouldn't shy away from, our character, mm -hmm. but rather using our characters to then further advance the, the mandate and the responsibilities that have been bestowed upon us. Ladies and gentlemen, Executive Chairperson of the NYDA, Asanda Luwata, thank you very much for your time, ma'am. Thank you.